everyone, welcome to Agree to Disagree, where we discuss contentious issues in the world today. My name is Nico Kavlanschek, and I'm your host. In this podcast, we take issues that affect Ireland, and we discuss them as people with opposing opinions. So, Adam, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a wee bit about your experiences? Yes, not a problem. I'm Adam Lamb. I would call myself a youth activist. I'm involved in many different organizations like Orlean Anog, ISU, Friday's whoops, the National Youth Council, Ireland, and a couple of other organizations really promoting youth voice, student voice, and uh, trying to work towards a better future. So you'd call yourself essentially a jack of all trades from the climate to education and all that crack, right? Yes, I suppose uh, my main focus would be on just general uh, youth voice and on education is my main interests, I suppose. Well, look, I know you're a good man for the crack, but let's see if you're a good man for uh, the mace and bones of this whole conversation. Adam, would you think that the education system is fit for a purpose at this point in time? Like, No, and I feel quite strongly about this, actually. Uh the education system, I feel, is very lacking compared to other other countries. And actually, just remembering now, I spoke about this. I think when I was in second year, uh, I, I did an entire uh, I did an entire event around this. Actually, uh, talking about how compared to other education systems around the world that actually focus more on skill sets and more on on building important soft skills and hard skills that will really benefit people in the future the irish education system doesn't focus on that it's a very very outdated system that's very slow to evolve uh, and specifically i know recently the the junior cycle has been reformed and there is some improvements made there uh, but during the current the obviously the leaving are currently being evaluated and reformed uh, but that's a very long process and i think one of the fundamental issues with the Leaving Cert is that it is very, very slow to adapt to to change. And I mean, you see this with computer science as a subject only being implemented this year when it really should have been a subject five, ten years ago when computer science was, was first coming into the mainstream and, and was being uh, really important for job opportunities and stuff. But we're seeing that only come in after years of consultation and uh, external input from companies like Google uh, to look to to make improvements to the education system because the Irish government isn't putting in the effort themselves. Well, I, I, I think that's quite a statement to make, that the Irish government isn't making any uh, improvements to the education system. The education system has been improving constantly. Now, look, our system is not perfect. It's not a pretty system, but it's a fair system. When you look at the broader picture, you can see it quite clearly. Now, look, education is the great equalizer. Can we agree on that? Yes, good education is the Yeah, great exactly, equalizer. good education. Now, look, uh, as of 2019, 47% of all 25 to 64-year-olds in the Republic of Ireland have achieved a third-level degree. So clearly, our system is working. Now, look, as you said, with computer science, that could have been put in earlier. But, you know, 
we're working with the benefit of hindsight here. Who knew that computer science would become as important as it is today? Do you know what I mean? I see where you're coming from there, but a lot of people knew. And when it came, if you think about yourself uh, six, seven years ago, we were already interested in computer science. We knew it was an important deal. And you had NGOs like uh, Coder Dojo filling in for the incompetencies of our education system, trying to teach young people these skills that would prove invaluable in the future. Uh, and I see you're saying there, obviously, there is a large amount of, of third level degrees in Ireland and some that obviously can be construed as a, as a very uh, good thing and as a win for the education system. But uh, there is certainly a dilution uh, of third level degrees now, because when you look at any job application, uh, in Ireland, basically, you're you're looking for already. You need a third level degree. You need a bachelor's of arts, bachelor's of science, and something, uh, and you need five or six years experience before you can get a job. Uh, there, that's because, and the reason that people want that experience is because you're looking as an employer. You're looking for the soft skills. You're looking for the interpersonal skills. You're looking for the team development skills you're looking for the project management skills that you don't learn in school that's why they're looking for people with experience in jobs because you're not learning uh, soft skills when when you go into second level or really for that matter uh, in third level in a lot of courses and you did touch on the fact that it's fair and I see that argument being made all the time uh, it does seem like a fair system because obviously everyone's sitting the same exam but it's not fair because not everyone learns the same i don't mind necessarily uh everyone having the same assessment process and examination process obviously that has its great benefits because it is an equalizer as such but the way everyone is taught the exact same like they have the same learning methods and learning models that's just not true. Uh, and there's no adaptation made in schools to accommodate for people who are more kinesthetic learners or are more uh, that's, that's not learners. true, Adam. That's, that's just not really true. I'm sorry, but that's just not true. Look, you've got programs like LCVP. You've got programs like Leaving Cert Applied Course. And, you know, those programs are there if for people that you as you said may not learn in the same way as the majority of students do you know those programs are there for them those programs are available in the vast majority of schools therefore you know saying these programs don't exist they're just simply false but look even on your point about the soft skills you do learn soft skills in schools you, you learn project management skills you learn all sorts of skills in the classroom, you learn social skills. You learn how to communicate with your peers as well as with your teachers. You learn to manage deadlines. You learn how to create projects, how to work together. Those soft skills are already in the curriculum in some way or another. Like, for example, you have a project to do for geography and it's due next week. So you divide the work between your classmates in order to get the project done to the highest standard possible uh, within the deadline 
you know, and you learn skills in that capacity. Now, saying that these soft skills aren't there, it's just ridiculous, in my opinion, to be fair with you. Now, also, when you address the, to address the point of the university degrees and the illusion of university degrees, you need to look at the fact that, look, that's the case across the Western world. People are getting more educated and, you know, the the essential barrier entry are growing higher and higher every single year due to how well educated we are and that's not a that's not a bad thing that's a positive thing look we are getting more educated we are one of the most highly educated societies in the world our education system has provided for that i think that's a fantastic thing would you not agree that us getting more educated is a net benefit to our economy and to our republic. Do think uh, that our increasing number of, of uh, young people and students progressing to third level education is a positive, uh, although I would like to see more of an emphasis put on apprenticeships and other methods of learning that are much more suited to a lot of people. I think they're just not... Like if you look at any school, careers, classroom, I'm sure there's a heavy emphasis put on CAO rather than uh, other methods and other progressions into into further education routes. But uh, I suppose going back to what you're saying about LCVP and LCA being, I suppose, I suppose you're using that as a rebuttal for for what I'm saying when really it's a whole different area, like. I'm I'm talking about specific in-class uh, learning and how it can be improved. Uh, when you start going into LCVP, I mean, LCVP is just... I, I mean, look, we both don't know. Go on. I think we all know what you're trying to say here, Adam. Oh, and it's, it's not very positive, is it? We've like in, in LCVP, and I think we both know that it's very... Uh, I, I really don't see the point in LCVP, to be completely honest. I mean... Well, it teaches you skills necessary to find a job. That's what it does, Adam. You know, that's that's the whole does, point it of it. It does touch on some interesting skills. I will give it that. And if so, then why isn't everyone doing LCVP? I mean, the highest you can get is a distinction grade worth 60 CO points uh, that is much lower than any other subject that you could be doing. I don't see the point of LCVP being included uh, as this fix-all solution when really it just touches on a few skills meets to your project it's not that uh, comprehensive of subject uh, and then LCA does handicap you for a couple of opportunities it makes it uh, a little bit harder to progress to third level uh, you are more likely to go into other further education routes uh, and it does focus on some areas that I do like though that it does focus on uh, actual experience and your your like your work experience and uh, practical learning. But I so you agree with me that it's a positive then in that case yeah. if it does allow you to progress into third level in a different way and for different uh, courses. It handicaps you. It, it makes it harder for you to progress. Uh, I would prefer if some of the learning methods that are are used in LCA should be used across the board such as more emphasis on work experience and stuff like that. I feel like every alternative type of education, every uh, 
experimental way of getting young people to learn is all forced into ty and it's all just left there it's like look we'll try we'll let you do work experience we'll let you do a play we'll let you interact with people from other schools for one year and then you're back to your normal sitting at your so Adam, you touched on a very interesting point there about work experience look the majority of people know that work experience is primarily uh, focused around ty but it's also included in the lcv program that you discounted minutes ago you know these programs are already in place and yet you're telling me that these programs aren't worth the essentially the paper they're written on like you know you're telling me one thing and then the reality is a completely different thing altogether here not at all uh see the lcvp program i did say there is benefits to it obviously work experience and the project uh, management learning skills there is different skills in lcvp that are beneficial but the problem is that the way it's structured is makes it i suppose unattractive to most uh, students most students don't want to give up more time to a subject that will at maximum only benefit them for 60 marks uh, and they don't want I suppose a lot of it's focused around, uh, I mean, a small project uh, that you do on your write-up. And it's just, I mean, obviously this year, uh, not a lot of students could get to do that work experience for LCVP. So there is obviously a bit of a a clouded judgment there. But uh, I definitely do think that elements from both the LCVP and the LCA programme should be dispersed among the traditional leaving search. Where would you put them? Like, you know, it's great to talk about how we're going to disperse LCA and LCVP across the curriculum. But look, where can we make actual changes? I think the system, as it stands, does quite a good job of, you know, teaching you these project management skills without the need for you know, essentially destroying LCA and LCVP in order no. to fit an agenda. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, I definitely think there is uh, there is students who specifically will avail of LCA and LCVP uh, because they they don't want to sit the traditional leaving cert. Uh, but what I'm saying is, I definitely don't think we should be destroying them. Uh, I still don't get your point as as to where you're actually getting real project management skills. I mean, I have been in school the same amount of time as you. Uh, I've been in the same school as you. I've never learned project management sc- skills in school. I only learn them skills from outside of school. And for that matter, public speaking skills. Very lackluster in schools as well. Uh, but the... And, and social skills as well. Social skills uh, aren't developed and you're... Like, Adam, you I, I'm not sure what you're talking about here. I mean, are you telling me social skills aren't developed in schools? Are you telling me that having the banter with the lads isn't developing your social skills? Obviously, uh, the school environment does uh, does benefit your social skills. You just told me it doesn't. Not, no, I'm, you're not learning... Uh, you're not formally learning things like uh, relationship skills and group dynamics and conflict management, and you're not learning any of these important skills that will benefit you for the rest of your life. 
but you are learning. You're learning subconsciously. For example, let's say you're in some sort of dispute with a friend of yours. You learn to get over it. You learn to resolve conflict subconsciously. You know, school is there to teach you those skills. What you're saying there is that you just magically know how to do things. Yes. Because you're in that situation. But that's not true. That's simply not true. Unfortunately, things, it is, Adam. It just is. Unfortunately, it's really not. Because there's a lot of situations where people end up in, in toxic friendships and relationships that they don't even realize because they were never taught otherwise. They never experienced anything otherwise. And if you're not taught about how to resolve conflict or you're not taught about how to uh, manage relationships uh, in some sort of formal way, then you're not going to get to experience anything else and you won't pick up on those things and uh, be able to resolve them. Well, just to go back slightly there to your initial point, could you tell me specific uh, points in a curriculum you would change in order to, you know, as you said, implement those specific learning moments for those specific skills, as you've mentioned yourself? Would take a, a large reform, uh, which is... Thank you, Just name one. Just uh, name one for me. Uh, there is luck at large scale reform. Uh, and it's very hard to condense it down into specific curriculum changes. Uh, entirely, I think you need to step back and ask yourself the question... What is the purpose of second level education? Because I was having a discussion with a, a friend of mine who's who's studying teaching in college and uh, looking to become a, a teacher and is involved in a lot of like NC, NCCA curriculum forms and stuff like that. Who uh, who does who, who first asked me this question? And it kind of made me stand back. But what is the purpose of, of second level education? It, it you want me to answer that? Well, no, that's no problem. Look. The purpose of the system is to give you the skills necessary to get into third level or further education. Now, the reality is that's exactly what it does. And people with third level education tend to have salaries which are 81% higher on average. And, you know, the education system is working. It's doing its job. It is preparing people for the world of work. It really is. Now, there isn't a specific, you know, subject that is just purely job skills or anything like that. But these job skills are being taught through English, through geography, through history. I would like, I would love to completely... Feel free to, feel feel free. I wouldn't know of of, uh, anyone who could get... uh, a higher level job straight out of the second level education. Uh, obviously, you're not learning enough job skills for for uh, firms or, or any large employers to to employ you straight out of, of second level. That's why most people do progress to third level uh, to learn more of them skills. Uh, and I don't like the view of of the second level education system being solely focused on getting people to third level. Uh, it is very biased towards people who want to progress in that way, uh, and it doesn't allow for for students who who might want to go into apprenticeships and uh, and go into uh, different training modes or training models. So, one of the things uh, that does strike me in the, in the education system 
is th- this is something that that I was talking to someone else about actually is the education system is the first part of your answer I, I do completely agree with is uh, an education system is something to teach you life skills which I don't feel our system does uh, pretty well like it, it wouldn't teach you coping mechanisms if you're suffering from uh, extreme stress or anxiety it wouldn't but it does you, uh, once again adam it unfortunately it does look the leaving cert is a stress management exercise it teaches you the leaving cert is an overwhelming uh stress well, you're gonna need to learn how to deal with stress no matter what you do need to learn how to deal with stress but that isn't by putting people in a stressful situation and letting them fend for themselves they're not being teaching told to fend for themselves they have a support network in place oh, in schools Network. What support network? Well, you've got guidance counselors, you've got teachers, you've got parents. There's a lot of schools in Ireland. I would even go as far to say as over fifty percent of schools in Ireland. That's just don't flat out wrong. Guidance counselor. That is. It, it just isn't. Right. But let's skip over that part here. But it's just not. <laughs> now, when you when you look at it, the reality is those support networks are in place. <laughs> those support networks do work, and they really sadly aren't and that's why i have been working full-time to try and get mental health resources full-time you've been working full-time yet you're doing your leaving cert i've been working i probably full amount of my spare time if you want to put it like that uh i've i've been working a lot to get real proper uh mental health resources in schools because there just isn't uh any there is no set curriculum for mental health education in schools uh, and i know we've kind of morphed away from our original point here but i will go on a rant about this because education uh, for mental health issues is just simply not there in schools and some schools try so there is guidance given to schools uh, from the national education psychology service that is basically just you need to teach your students about general mental health and that's it like focus a bit on well-being and schools are given full rein and that's why there's a big disparity between some schools who do it pretty well and i would argue that in recent years our school has been teaching uh, ty students pretty well uh, with mental health education but there's a lot of schools who aren't uh so there's a real gap in the curriculum there that, that really needs to be closed. Right, and right. so what are you proposing? Are you proposing a subject called mental health? No, How are you going to sit and examine I'm, that? I'm calling like, for major, major reform in the subjects like, uh, for example, in our school, you would have SVHE, which doesn't exist at senior level, uh, but there is, yeah, SVHE is supposed to be this subject that just encapsulates everything that isn't academic so everything important that you're going to need to know for the rest of your life about your body about your mental health about your life about your relationships uh, about everything that's supposed to be pushed into one subject so that's already a problem there and then you have in our school the likes of uh, consent and relationships and uh, sexuality put into religion as a subject uh, which just causes a whole lot of conflict. Right. Already. Once again, how are you going to set an exam in you know in all well, these I don't topics? Think you need to set an exam, in it. Uh, but it just needs to right. Be so how can you certify that the school is teaching it properly if you can't sit an exam in it? Like you have, you construct a proper curriculum because there is no curriculum there. That's why teachers and schools are left to to do it themselves. Or left to put whatever they want into it 
but there needs to be an actual curriculum. But the problem the here, Adam, unfortunately, is that there isn't one solution that fits all schools. You know, schools are essentially independent entities, and we need to acknowledge that. Schools have... But then why, are, why is there a standard uh, math curriculum? Why is there a standard English curriculum? If there's a standard for the level of learning for the math you do, why isn't there a standard that every student in Ireland should get the same education on how to get an abortion, on how uh, to to solve a mental health crisis, where to reach out to. Why isn't there uh, standards for that important information? I completely understand what you're saying here, but the reality, unfortunately, is school is meant to prepare you for the world of work. Well, look, I understand exactly what you're saying, and it does that. As I said, it does teach you those soft skills. Now, on your specific points about all these things that you need to learn, Mm -hmm. look, it is, in most schools, done in one way or another. It's not perfect. It's not ideal, but it is done. And, you know, throwing out the entire school system due to these minor issues is essentially throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Like, look, you can't discount the entire system because of its failings in a few certain select limited areas. That's the thing. It's a a systemic feeling. It's It's a real issue that stems from how we're assessed in a terminal assessment. See, there's actually, there's been uh, international reviews of, of almost every terminal exam in every country. And Ireland ranks some of the lowest in the important factors, such as uh, the impact of, of stress on students is much higher than any other country. And actually the rate of suicide in relation to the terminal exam is actually much higher than any other country in the world. Uh, the only thing that the Leaving Cert ranks comparable to other uh, other terminal exams or other uh, second level education models is its so-called uh, reliability or, or I suppose... International uh, prestige, essentially. It's The reliability, in a way, uh, is just the fact that of our, of our bell curve system and our... So by reliability yes. here, you mean essentially the system is brutally fair. And look, it is no, it is no, brutally no, no. fair. Like the reality is, it, it is. It, it turns out results. It turns out results that look fair, because obviously they're they're changed and they're they're reevaluated, they're remarked to make sure they fit. Right. If it looks well, fair, if it if it smells fair, if people feel it's fair, it's fair. But see, that's it. No one. I don't. I couldn't tell you many people that really believe the leaving cert's fair like if you look at at anyone who's at the leaving cert they're most likely going to to agree with the fact that what's so unfair about it like look everyone gets the same exam everyone has the exact same amount of time to do it you know you can't really buy your way into third into third level but not everyone not everyone learns the same and not everyone uh, is accommodated the same in this in this process? See, okay. Well, back to the the, the original question that I asked was, what is the purpose uh, of second level education? It's not the purpose of any uh, second level education system isn't to rank everyone in the country as to who can go to college and who can't. That the entrance to college shouldn't be reliant on the then how would you do it? System. In almost every other country, it's done completely different. It's 
your entrance exam or your entrance to uh, your college is administered by the college itself. It's administered by either an interview, by college admissions, or it's done by uh, an entrance So what I'm hearing here is you would replace our one exam with 20, 30 different exams for each university. Do you understand the amount of stress that would cause each university setting their own standards for entry? That is incredibly unfair, and it also opens up the possibility of corruption. Like, you need to realize that the system that we have right now is incorruptible. You can't corrupt it. You can't change the results. Money does not influence it. If you look at the US, look, you can get into practically a university with dodgy results, and you can pay your way in. Look, that isn't the case here. You're using the US as an example. That's a very extreme example. It's an example. I'm talking about almost every every other university system in Europe. So like the UK. The UK. Right. And what can you tell us about the UK? I'm not going to go into the UK. Because it's a fundamentally flawed system where, you know, the richest and the children of the elites get into top universities while everyone else doesn't. That's what you're failing to acknowledge here. That's not the case here. It really isn't. It really isn't. When you look at colleges like Trinity, that is impossible. It's not impossible to get into. To get into. Look, everyone has the exact same stuff. In terms of the cost. We're not talking about the cost here. We're talking about the entry. The requirements for entry. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, that's the same in the UK. The requirements for entry aren't corruptible in that they, way. Unfortunately, they are. So, so why does Eton have the highest proportion of students getting into the Oxford University, the Russell Group Universities and all that crack? I'm not going to answer that because that's not in the top Right. So you're acknowledging the fact that our system is fairer than the UK and everywhere else? Our system is not fair. Uh, How is it not fair? You're not talking about specifics here. Let me get on to that. I want to first answer the question of what is second level education about. And what it's about is preparing students for the life afterwards and introducing students to different possibilities. And I don't think that uh, like examining students on 25 different definitions or, or getting them to... Uh, remember how limestone is formed would necessarily prepare them for look for I, I understand your point with limestone i mean it's it's not required knowledge for everyone but unfortunately some of us know limestone a bit better than others but the reality is that most of the curriculum is important for you to know for example in history you learn important topics such as the foundation of the state, how W.T. Cosgrave's government essentially stabilised the country in its darkest time. And why isn't everyone learning that? It's a very select amount of students who choose history. Well, some people are interested in history, some aren't. You know, you can't force everyone to learn history if you don't like history. If it's important and essential, then we should all be. I, I think that's that's a ridiculous point. To be fair, look, like so, you are essentially advocating for a system where everyone learns the same thing. You just you all. just told I'm me that you are. I'm advocating. I'm advocating for a system that doesn't 
penalize students for not wanting to know how limestones formed. Like, well, then they can do a different skills. subject. Instead of doing geography, they can do accountancy. Exactly, but either way, in almost that's our current like, system, Adam. You're yes, essentially describing our current system. No, because in any of these subjects, there will be what I would call completely stupid uh, aspects of of the subject that you need to just brute force remember. That will that's have the same case in third level. In third level, you choose exactly what you're doing for your future, which no, is you choose modules, which are certainly quite broad like for example well it's the same thing here on leaving cert level you get to pick the subject you do if you don't want to learn about limestone adam nobody's forcing you to learn about limestone do accountancy instead of geography like i don't understand your point you're describing the system that we currently have look at english for example look at english poetry for example when are you going to be reciting Robert Look, Frost? The, the reality in something like English, it teaches you necessary skills, analytical skills. Like, look, what teach you? poetry is important. I agree with that. I agree it teaches you analytical skills, and that is fantastic. But what about the aspects of remembering quotes to include it in your teaches, essay? That's yeah, not well, analytical. it teaches you to remember it's things. It teaches you... It 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 supports your holistic learning as well. It makes you a better person. Reading poetry Doesn't. makes you a better person. But that's not the point. Like you've completely well, sideswiped the point that you made earlier, and you never answered my question. How is our system unfair? I'm sorry. How? Okay, it's clearly unfair because the education. Okay. If you say, uh, look at the different types of intelligence, there's six different types of intelligence, okay? And can you definitively say that these six different types of intelligence can be measured on one scale from zero to 625? No, you can't, you can't evaluate or you can't quantify someone's different aspects of, of skill sets and of qualities and of learnings or anything like that. You can't quantify that on one single scale. What the scale, scale. is it's doing, it is, it's looking it's, for candidates for third level. It's ranking every student in Ireland on a monochromatic scale that doesn't reflect completely different... People have strengths in completely different areas. Someone could have strengths in uh, communications and in, uh, in I suppose... That's great. They can do a PLC course. They can so do valuable. a course which doesn't require that amount of points. Right. So you're telling me that somebody is a for a very all right, Adam. Adam, hold on, hold on a wee minute. So you're telling me that a person who just doesn't have the capacity or doesn't have the ability to learn, a, you know, thirty different quotes, is going to be able to study law in Trinity. If their skill set would suit them for law, then why shouldn't they be able to? Right. If their skill set suits them for law, but it doesn't suit them for leaving cert, like, it it just doesn't work. I mean, that's the issue. Like, if you are well suited to becoming a fantastic lawyer 
Uh, but you can't get into your college course because the leaving search system doesn't suit you. How is it That's not fair? fair? The thing about law, for example, you know, for example, if I want to do uh, psychology in some other country, for example, Amsterdam, where I'm looking to do psychology, I don't need to rely on my leaving cert. I go in and do an exam on psychology, and if I do well in that, I get into the psychology course. That makes sense. It's a qu- I'm doing an exam on the subject I'm interested in for the subject I want to study. Look, that- well, look, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, as I've talked about here with the example of the law in Trinity, if you can't do your leaving cert to a sufficiently high standard, then how can you expect to study law in Trinity, which is, you know, a very intensive course? is that the leaving cert doesn't evaluate how well you're going to be in studying law or in studying psychology or in but studying But it does. It does. It, it showcases how well you're able to analyze. It showcases, for example, how fast you can write a, a five-page essay or how many quotes you can remember over two years of learning or it evaluates uh, if you can remember different formulas and such. That doesn't translate as to how well you're going to be in doing graphic design or how well you're going to be in engineering or how well you're going to be in That's any That's why in cases subjects. such as graphic design, for example, in most courses you need to have a portfolio done. You need to show kids you yeah. have ability outside That's of the leaving cert. That's, no. That's college taking the admissions into their own hands and looking at, obviously, the leaving cert and the second level education system isn't doing what the colleges want, isn't evaluating students ability for example in art you get a grade a grade from zero to 100 on how well you're doing in you art. get a and grade based up. on your ability to answer a question now look exactly that's why the portfolios that actually give them qualitative data instead of quantitative data but it does make sense. make sense using your example of art an employer needs to know that the artist they hire is going to do the work they've asked them to do, not something else entirely. Like, it. look, our education system shows employers that our students are able to conform. And by conforming, they are showcasing their maturity. It doesn't show employers anything. It's only... Uh modeled or it's only structured toward third level it's not it is showcasing that those students are able to conform to the standards set and that's important for employers it showcases that the candidate for employment is mature enough to understand that they need to get the work done and that they do get the work done that's what it showcases I don't think it showcases that at all. I don't know where you're getting that impression from, but the education system merely shows a limited, very, very limited set of skills and it quantifies them on a scale of 0 to 625 that I feel is just completely abstract. If you're handing your uh, your leaving certificate with uh, however many H1s, 2s, 3s, 4s, 5s, 6s, whatever... If you're handing that to an employer, it doesn't tell the employer, all right, I'm fantastic at uh, social uh, social interactions or I'm, I'm good at uh, public speaking or it doesn't say that I'm good at uh, more desk-based or more good at practical-based work. It doesn't tell you anything Kind of does, that. unfortunately. Kind of does. Well, unfortunately for you, 
<laughs> unfortunately for you, as you know, your arguments aren't really stacking up here because the reality is an employer looks at a candidate's CV, which includes their leaving search results, and is able to evaluate uh, their skill set through their leaving search. For example, if somebody if somebody gets a, a, a H1 in yeah, history, you, for example, that kind of showcases that, look, they're able to analyze, they're able to uh, research very well, and, you know, those are important skills. These are extremely important skills. Are you telling me that research skills aren't important for an employer? I didn't say that at all. Uh, obviously, the leaving search does focus on some skills, and it focuses on them a lot. It doesn't focus on a lot. All right. Of other well, stuff. I think the system works as it is, but you know that that yeah. Well, look, I, I think it's important. It's important that we agree to disagree. And well, I would just like to thank you for coming to talk to me here. Uh, it's it's important to have uh, opposing voices uh, in this current political uh, spectrum. Yes, if you surround yourself with the people with the same opinion, then I suppose that's a pretty exactly. It's creating an echo chamber. So, look, we'll agree to disagree. Thank you for coming on, and I'll speak to you soon. All right, thank you. Thank you.